It's in the news today, but it was actually on TV Reload, the podcast, last week. Hey, guys. Welcome back to TV Reload. Thank you for clicking and downloading on today's episode with Kelly, the 10th eliminated contestant from this year's Australian Survivor on Network 10. I will be talking about her time in Samoa and, of course, what she thinks now that the smoke has well and truly been snuffed out on her torch. Australian Survivor Titans vs Rebels is a showdown that pits the winners against the underdogs and the bigwigs against the battlers, with each player competing for the grand prize of half a million dollars. Kelly's a psychologist from Queensland. Some may say Kel was chaotic and abrasive, but no matter what you think of her and her time in Samoa, Kelly's presence acted as an unpredictable variable that challenged her tribe mates game in a way that most self-confessed strategic players could never have achieved. In an impressive fashion, Kirby managed to rein Kelly into her alliance, but when Kelly got wind of a decision to stack the votes on her mate Raymond, Kelly checked her moral compass and refused to toe the line. Kelly's game quickly unraveled as she relinquished her alliance to Kirby to protect Ray, but then was swiftly voted out by everyone on the Titans tribe. Yes, that's right. The entire Titans tribe all seemed to lay down their swords for one time only and unite in a rare unanimous vote. Kelly will join me and share what she thinks of her game watching herself back and if withholding the information that she was a paid psychologist was the right idea after all. We will talk about Kelly's decision to save Raymond and blowing up her game now that she knows that he voted for her to leave in her final tribal council. I get Kelly's professional opinion on Alex and find out why they clash so much during her time with him on different tribes. Plus, we will find out why her family is now refusing to follow her on social media and how a tsunami threatened to stop the production of this series. There's actually so much to unpack, as you can imagine, with Kel, and she's really fun to talk to. So sit back and relax as we dive just that little bit deeper into the world of Australian Survivor. Well, you look great. Fabulous. I would say that you are the most highly anticipated guest that I've had this year with so many people overnight texting me and messaging me and giving me questions to ask you. How does it feel to be out the other side of this experience? Oh, my gosh. I've had no sleep. Can you tell? I've had no sleep at all. See, that's what happens to me on no sleep. Hyperactive on no sleep. That's what happened on the (laughs) island, maybe. It kind of sat and it's like this massive ride for the last six or seven months. And now it's like, oh, is that going to end? Don't think it's going to end. But I want to say something I've never said to anyone before, but thank you. You know, I, I've really enjoyed watching you on this show. I don't know if that's a strange thing to say, but I just want to say thank you. Well, that's nice of you. Most people think oh, I'm an idiot, so that's nice. You made such great television. I mean, you were unpredictable, unusual, refreshingly yeah. true to yourself. I don't know if that helped your game, but it certainly made for great television. I just knew that I was coming onto this game to have a lot of fun. I did it in memory of my mum who died at the same age as I am, same age as I am now, and I wanted my kids to be as embarrassed as hell. Did you manage to do that one? Are they they embarrassed? They are mortified. They don't even want to follow me on socials. Love it. I just love it. I mean, one of the interesting things about reality television is seeing yourself back. And so you do get to watch yourself back and sort of critique yourself. I mean, sure, it is a heightened version of who we are and there's a bit of an edit there. But what (laughs) did you learn about yourself from watching this show back? What was the take home for you? I learned that I do a lot of weirdly funny or intense one-liners. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, so I learned that I did a lot of funny one-liners, which um, I know I like, I like to do funny stuff, but I did a lot of one-liners. I don't know. I just I did, probably didn't learn a lot because I know myself very well. I, I am exceptionally introspective. So I just knew that I was out there to have fun. So 
and which is what I did. I mean, you did <laughs> highlight a, a fundamental conundrum in the game of Australian Survivor, yeah. and that is exploring the duality of being a good person and true to yourself or being a good player and needing to be ruthless. Yes. Well, I have a conundrum because I'm a psychologist. So I have been a psychologist for more than half my life, and it's always about looking after people and helping people. Yeah. So that's pretty hard to shift that core value and belief that you've held for actually more than more than my whole life because my dad and mum were like that. So it's very hard to shift that ideology. And you know what? kind of didn't want to. I met Ray and I just thought, you were kind to me. And people don't realise how kind he was to me early on in the game when I was freezing cold. He gave me his Gamer Girlfriend shirt. And that actually means a lot on an island when you have nothing at all. So... I wanted to do that and I wanted to play a game that was different and interesting. I'm sorry, but I didn't want to be boring and mainstream and exactly what everyone else does because like everyone else can do that in their way. I wanted to be completely different. And if it meant that I didn't get to merge and didn't win $500,000, well, that was the risk I took. I mean, this is the question I have for you at this point. What do you think about holding back that you're a psychologist? Because I often thought that you might have been able to use that card to your advantage. People have all said that to me post-realising that I'm a psychologist, even my own players. But I have been a psychologist for all these years, every day, day in, day out, and I wanted to go onto the game free of any stereotypes and any perception of what it means to be Kel. So I wanted to play a different character. So I knew at some point I was going to tell them I was a psychologist. I was just choosing my time that was going to be most strategic for me. And in the early part of the game, that wasn't the time for me. So I didn't get to merge because I took the knife, but I would have probably told them at some point when it was very an opportunistic time to do so. So I don't regret not doing that. I love my job as a psychologist, but I also am many different characters in life. So I just wanted to play a different one. Well, they kind of, you know, wrote you off as a bit of a crazy old lady, but I wondered whether or not your tribe mates or your different tribes that you were on at different times, they might have been a bit more beguiled by you if you had told them your profession? Absolutely. You are, you are correct. I'm not going to say you're not. I downplayed the silly Kelly who knew nothing, I'm a mushroom, which is why I did the I'm a mushroom. I downplayed that so well. My threat was so low that I gained zero credibility. So maybe next time if I get to play this game again, I'll produce a completely different character because I play lots of games, board games, and I am a different character in all of them. So I'll be a different character and I will go on as a psychologist and it'll be a completely different story. So yeah, I did downplay it so well, I think, that um, it disadvantaged me. But it kept me under the radar. I mean, it is a, it is a tactic. I want to know if someone comes into your practice and has a conversation with you about doing Survivor and they asked you about who they should be on the show, as a psychologist, might you have said to just be yourself? Shouldn't we always just be our truer self? So I obviously advocate for authenticity all the time, yeah. right? That's what I teach people. That's my, my motto. But we all wear these kind of masks. I'm trying to help people take off their masks. But, you know, everyone puts a mask on every time they go to work or, you know, every time they go to a wedding. Or So I just know people so well that I just know how to act any sort of emotion, any type of personality trait. So I... I'm authentically me in that I'm a happy, positive psychologist and I show that to my clients every day. Mm. Every client gets the same positive psychology in me. So that part of me is real. 
And that's what you saw on the game, that positive, happy person who wants to just promote joy all the time. That was authentically me. Maybe it's good to explore some of the relationships that you had because there was a lot of banter between you and Alex. You know, what do you think was the reason behind the unusual rivalry that seemed to develop there? Now, don't get me wrong. I have a soft spot in my heart for Alex and <laughs> he's an interesting chap. But Alex is, you know, a little bit arrogant, quite haughty. And, you know, on the application form, they said, who would you not want to be on an island with? And I said, arrogant men. Well, so they this gave is me not Alex, the show for you they? because we find that we find that there's a lot of those type of blokes that they'll want to come and do this show. Exactly. Know? So they gave me, they gave me Alex, didn't they? So I was like, oh no. So I just decided to spend my time putting Alex in his spot a little bit. So that's where the band have probably begun. What's your read on him though? Like as in, you know, were you trying to hold a mirror up against his behavior? Like were you yeah. using any psychological or I was. any I was of your trying- work practices on him? Yeah, I was. I was trying to get him to have some introspection. <laughs> you know, that just didn't happen. I was trying to get him to look at look at himself that, you know, other people are important in this game. That other people have a mm. voice. It's not it's not all about you, Alex. So I was for a lot of this game trying to use my psychology. I mean, obviously I'm analyzing every moment, every second of the of the game. So yes, I was analyzing Alex and I was thinking, please, Alex, I beg you just to have a look at yourself and have some insight. But anyway, we have a great banter and a lot of fun. And I like that side of him. And Alex is a very driven man and I'm a very driven woman. And maybe that's also why we clashed a little bit, because we are both very driven in our own in our own right. Yeah, true. We have to talk about the fact that your effort to save Raymond was obviously very admirable. And, you know, the viewers saw that. And I think, you know, you did the right thing by being true to yourself, by valuing a friend that you'd made. But it ultimately was your death wish too. Yeah, I know. But sometimes in life, like I said, you have to take, you have to, you know, take the sword. And, you know, Raymond, like I said, was a very special person for me in that he's a bit quirky and he's a bit different and he doesn't have much of a voice. And you can see that even on the production that, you know, he he, he hasn't got much of a voice happening there. And I'm all about empowering people who are underdogs, empowering people to have their voice. And that's what I do every single day of my life. And I just saw Raymond and he was so kind to me. And, and like I said to you before, people do not understand how important it is, those little tiny things, giving me your shirt when I was freezing cold, Pouring with rain, all I had was a bikini and a red singlet, and that man hugged me in the nighttime to keep me warm. Even though he doesn't do physical touch, he did that for me. So that meant a lot. And at that point in the game, I knew that if I got that man to merge, it would basically change his life being on Survivor for a longer time for the rest of his life. And I really wanted to do that. And I really wanted Ferris and Eileen to see that we could take out a bigger player, but they didn't see that. <laughs> they didn't see that, did they? I mean, he was not a threat. He was my shield. He was not a threat. Now that you know that Raymond voted for you, though, does that change the way that you feel about your choice to ultimately self-evict to make a point that you liked him? Not at all. I would have voted for myself too if I was. I would have voted for Raymond too if I was in his position. No, he you voted knows. for winner. Winner with an ER, remember. <laughs> I mean, we had to put that in, right? Because you know, winner. So look, no. If I was if I was in his position, I would have done exactly the same thing because he knew at that point that merge was just around the corner. I knew that merge was just around the corner. So of course, he had to look look like he was maintaining his alliance with Ferris, Eileen, 
why would he do that? That would be stupid of him to do that. So no, I don't, I don't, I don't begrudge Raymond at all. I think he made the right choice. It would also appear that Kirby was in this episode was doing the right thing by you. You know, she really did look like she was trying to help you, of and course. you did have a sorry, you did have a, a great relationship with her from what we could see. But when you're looking back at her trying to explain how Survivor works at the time, it sort of looked like you were a bit defensive about it. How do you feel about it now? Do you? kind of wish that you'd taken Kirby's advice? No, I know how Survivor works. I'm not stupid. I analyse people in details every day. I just chose to disagree with her. And Kirby, <laughs> like me, we are, again, very strong women because we are both mature. We've, you know, got businesses. You know, she's lived a very big life. So have I. And, you know, I absolutely respect that person so much. She's a great friend and she'll be a friend for life. And I just decided at that point that I didn't agree with her decision to vote out such a small player, even though he was a bit of a shield to Ferris. We were so close to merge. Everything changes in merge. Like dynamics change dramatically. So I was just like, for this vote, let's all come together, be rebel, uh, original rebel strong, and let's vote out Val or winner. That's that's who you. And we tried to do that. We tried to talk to her about that, and she just had a different idea in her mind, which is totally okay. That's her gameplay. But me and Eileen and we and Ferris, we had tried to talk about that with her and Scotty, but they wanted to do that because they were scared for their own position in the game, and that's why they wanted to stay with with the Titans. So, did you have a game plan moving forward? If you made it just that one more day and made it into emerged. What was your gameplay moving forward? So moving forward, I was going to still maintain my alliance with Kirby and Scotty. I knew that Kirby was going to move away from the OG Titans because now we were back with the Rebels. So I knew that Kirby and me were going to move back stronger with the Rebels But I because we are a very strong tribe. But I also knew that I had established those relationships with Kitty and Caroline early on. Like they weren't enough time, a lot, lot of time, but I had started that. And um, so I thought, well, I've got that there and I've got Kirby there. So I was going to continue to do that. Me and Ray had, had an agreement that if we got to merge and um, we had an agreement also with um, Kirby that basically once you get to merge, it's every person for themselves. So, but we were going to keep that strength of what we built in the game on the lowdown. Do you know what was interesting was Valeria seemed like she was basically done with you and it almost seemed like she was cross with you. That's what I thought. What was her beef with you? Do you think that there was more to her beef with you than what we got to see as an audience? I think so. I think Valeria is used to running a business and she's used to being in control and she's used to having, you know, to make the decisions and things like that. And and I came in and I probably challenged that. And remember, she thought I was an idiot because yeah. I downplayed everything enough. She had no idea who I was. She had no idea what I was doing. She only just met me previously. She had no relationship with me. So, you know, from her perspective, this girl has no clue what she's talking about. So, mm. like, back off, girl. Um, so I don't begrudge her that because I understand that that's the way she saw me. But yeah, like I think there was that she didn't understand that she wasn't part of my alliance. I said to yeah, Kirby, right. she is not my mob. That's not my mob. My mob is you and the rebels because, you know, I'm a rebel. That's it. It's deep in my heart. I'm born a rebel. I'm going to die a rebel. So I told Kirby that on the beach and you don't get to see that. I drew all the dynamics for Kirby on the beach. We didn't see that in the edit, but I was saying to Kirby, this is not my mob, babe. This is not your mob. And she's like, 
Kelly, just for Merge. And I'm like, I know, but please, let's not sell our soul to the devil. Let's go original Rebels. This episode sort of did have a bit of a a fork in the road when it came to people's making people making decisions. What was your rationale when it came to choosing to look for or to stay and have the food and, and sit with the others overlooking for the idol? There's no way I was going to find an idol against, you know, those boys. You know, they would have been pushing and shoving. And, you know, I was like, there's no way I'm going to find an idol. And I just thought, to myself, it's my son's birthday. He's 18. Whoop, whoop. Here's my birthday party. It's a birthday party. <laughs> well, my son. So basically that was a great motivation that I had. And I was pretty hungry. I was losing quite a bit of weight, as you could see. And yeah. I thought it was a great opportunity to tell the other tribe that pretty sure I'm going to be going home, girls. So Well, you did play very hard to win over Kitty. But the one thing I was curious about was your take on this. I mean, you kind of gossiped about everybody in a way yes. to win over her affection. That does not make, that kind of makes me wonder what she would think of you because of that. Mainly because my mum always said to me, the way that you talk about others is the way that you build trust with new people. Did you worry about gossiping about all the others and throwing them under the bus with someone who you were trying to develop a relationship with? Look, I never gossiped or said anything negative about anyone on the show because that's not who I am. But at that moment, I knew I was going. I knew my back was against the wall and I was going. So I had a very short amount of time. I was hoping to rely on the fact that me and her had been winking at each other for the last four weeks or Mm -hmm. more. Wink, wink, you know, nod, nod, smiling and all those sort of non-verbal gestures that I was doing with her and Caroline. And when I Mm -hmm. got to the tribe, we had lots of cuddles and nice sort of things. I was hoping that at that minute, because we didn't have long, the party wasn't exactly long, that I could quickly tell them, bang, 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 bang. And yes, I didn't have time to develop a rapport which you normally have much more time to do that. So I quickly just went bang, 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 bang. And I also wanted my alliance to see that I was totally gone from them and I wanted my new alliance to see that I was totally with them. So it was a strategy to get people to see that I was like a complete severing. There was no ifs and buts. I have severed my alliance with you, Kirby and Scotty. I have severed it. And that's why I did that because it, it showed people that it was completely severed. And I thought Kitty would pick that up that if I was completely changed my alliance that quickly, that they'd pick up that I was, you know, doing that for a reason. So hopefully they did pick that up, but maybe they didn't. Maybe you have given them some information that'll help them move forward. You might have severed yourself just that little bit early. Yep. What's your take on Ferris not taking a swing for Kirby or even V and Winner? V and Winner probably being lower hanging fruit. Yes, I was so confused watching that episode. So I'm thinking, what are you doing? Like, why can't you see? That's what my song says. My Rebel Kel song says, why can't you see? I need your rebels to trust me. That's what I say. Like, why can't you see that this is so close to merge? We can just come together. And I'm thinking, Ferris, why can't you see this? What's going on? Why? And I was just like last night going, wow, like that is just so obvious mm. what I was trying to do. So obvious. He could have taken down Kirby at this point if he wanted to. I mean, his greatest threat he could have taken down and Ferris and Eileen and Ray did not take that opportunity. And I was just dumbfounded. I've got, I've got to admit, I was just dumbfounded at, at Tribal and I was dumbfounded last night. Do you think that maybe Kirby spent a little bit too much time trying to flush those off? In your mind, what do you think her ambition was? Was it to flush those idols or to get rid of you? 
Oh, I think at that point it was to get rid of me because, okay. you know, she wanted to make sure the target, she she didn't have an idol. She wanted to make sure that her, the target wasn't on her back um, and that there was going to be no flipping going on. So if she could just quickly come with them now on this boat because, you know, they thought that I was unpredictable and chaotic at that point because, remember, I'd had the Tobias vote. So they already had that in their background, even though I'd done really well to crawl my way back from that. They trusted me again. I think, you know, they're still in their, in their mind. So I think Kirby's idea was just basically to get rid of me and that's I'm totally okay with that that's how we play the game who do you want to do better now that the merge is about to happen do you want Kirby to do better or Ferris I like and respect both those people immensely they're both incredible people and they both you know hold a soft spot in my heart but I the moment I saw Kirby I wanted her to win this game I told her that from the very first day when I saw her standing this beautiful Aboriginal woman I love it and I and I, that's the only thing I'm sad about not going to merge is that I I really feel like if I was with Curbs, it would have been good for her because she would have had my backing and maybe maybe we, we can have two queens standing on the board if I was still there, but not now. <laughs> this season, people are very critical of Kirby. They, they're saying that she's arrogant and she's smug or, you know, she's not confident, she's this. You know, people are, and they've talked about you. They, they pulled you apart every day, like throughout all the forums. Mm-hmm. What do you think about what people have to say about the Survivor players? Look, I don't want to get too political, but at the end of the day, what I've done and what Kirby's doing is probably bringing out all the mass discrimination that we see in life every day from women to age to uh, gender to sexuality to race. I brought all of that out. Kirby's bringing that out. I think there is an element of that in there. Kirby's very smart and strong-willed. I'm strong-willed and maybe they don't, don't like that as well because I walk where angels fear to tread. My dad said that to me when I was a little girl and one of the episodes is, is named that. Kirby is the same. She has to walk her path and she probably walks a little bit where angels fear to tread too. I mean, mm. so yes, I think the audience is very serious. I think they don't understand this is a game and I think they forget that we are characters in a game and this is reality TV, but is it really reality? (laughs) And I mean, it's interesting to watch the way in which people interpret one piece of information. It's like that old saying of, you know, send two people into a room and they come out saying something different. (laughs) You know what I mean? Chinese whispers too. Of course, of course. But someone's personal experience might be triggered by one person's action. And that action in reality might not have even translated to be that, you know. Absolutely. It's decontextualized. Everything must be in a context. And even me as a psychologist, there's some of the comments online are hilarious. You know, my clients are just going, huh? I've been a psychologist for more than half my life and you know how old I am now. So that's Is this going to bring time. in more work for you, Kelly? Is this going to bring so. in I've more work? Had people, I've already had people text me, DM me. Can I be my, your psycho, can I, you be my <laughs> psychologist, please? It's already happened this morning. So I'm making business. Whoop, whoop. Okay, let's roll this again. I need some help. I reckon you can help me. We'll do a psycho- psychology session with me. Okay, um, that's I'm, fine. I'm joking. I'm joking. I know, um, I know. Uh, before I you go, I've been asked- <laughs> oh, no, we'd be here all day. We'd be here yeah, all day. True, true, um, true. I was going to ask you, everyone I've been asking this sentence to in the game of Australian Survivor, and if you can say that in a sentence with something that you've learned. In the game of Survivor, I have learned that living on an island with a bunch of people is bloody awesome. Are they all coming to your next birthday? They better be. 
<laughs> I feel like you should have a reunion next year for your son's birthday, or this year, I should say, when your That's son's birthday comes around. My son is so excited. He pretends he's <laughs> not right. He pretends he was so embarrassed for the last seven months. But deep in his heart, he is so proud, as is my daughter. And my dog's proud of me too, I know. I can read He, he, he can. I can I read his mind. <laughs> and my son, <laughs> yes, I'm pretty sure he will be excited um, if we had a reunion on his birthday. It was I, such I'm, a beautiful moment. And I'm so thankful that Survivor did that for me. I mean, and my son. I mean, how beautiful of them to do that. I mean, so magical. All of us coming together and the flowers going out into the ocean all the way from Samoa to Australia. That's amazing. It was great. The last question I ask everyone is what is something from behind the scenes, something that we didn't get a chance to see? Look, behind the scenes was fantastic. Truly, it was. One thing that people don't know, which I hope I'm allowed to say, is that we actually got a tsunami scare, like um, an earthquake happening. Oh, wow. Um, if you're not allowed to use that one, we uh, behind the scenes is that people are beautiful and they're very and um, there's a lot of fantastic relationships behind the scene and you just don't see any of that. Well, we all love I, each other. The Rebels is really great. I just thoroughly and I started this podcast by thanking you and I thank you again. I thought <laughs> when it comes to these reality shows and we're seeing them, you know, so many seasons in, we're always so thirsty for new players, for new stories, yep. new characters. Yes. And my favorite thing is people being truly themselves and being a little bit mad. It's my and, favorite. And look, I know. I, I've been a psychologist so long. I know personality, so I can produce any personality you want. But at the end of the day, my friends will tell you, Kelly is the most happy, gregarious, fun-loving extrovert who takes risks. And that's what I do in my life. I just be any character I want, even in my personal life. I just do whatever I want that makes me happy and brings laughter to people. And that's what I do. So technically, I am authentically me. Well, we all need to be our authentic self. And I think yes. that... You've even unlocked more of that in me today from talking to you. So thank you so much. Enjoy chatting to the media. I think you're going to have a great time. And I think a lot of people are going to really love talking to you as well. Yeah, someone's asked me to do a little podcast, but um, yeah. You should do that. You should do that. I'd love to hear your your take, the psychology hat on, and I'd like a debrief of every player, all other 23 of them. My psychology hat is very interesting, but, you know, know, there's ethics involved and things, but my psychology hat has seen a lot of those dynamics, trust me and those little features of narcissism Woo, that was a bit of narcissism coming out there so yeah there's a there's a lot of that on the on on, on survivor i can see that so yes I, I would love to do podcasts and i hope people love my merch and i hope people love my rebel cow song because billy billy idol rocks and what an <laughs> incredible song to do a parody on so go there i'm in your audience mate i'm in your audience and i will exactly. be for a very long time see you on the next one bye